Hello everyone and welcome to the Simple Solutions Saturday edition of my podcast. Uh, This is the Kingdom of God podcast and we are talking about how to uh, basically stand on our inherent rights and claim them in a court of law, or at least we're trying very hard. (laughs) And uh, I have, uh, I think, a very, very good episode for you today, one that uh, people who are into this kind of stuff are really going to enjoy because I have now kind of put out the better part of a rough draft on what it was that I wanted to articulate to the courts, and when I say a rough draft, you'll see what I mean, because uh, I have a more polished version of that for anybody who did check out my blog post yesterday, and I'm going to be reading that to you here first today. Um, I probably will publish it on my blog before I actually file it with the courts. I have until Thursday to file it with the courts, but... Um, One of my plans is that I want to get it out there on the international public record first, and that way they kind of get a heads up of what's coming their way, Um, because I know that there are people out there reading my blog and communicating, potentially, decisions to be made by the courts. So it would be nice if uh, there's a sentiment, you know, knowing how they're going to respond to this before it even arrives. Um, That's the intent, anyway. So uh, stay right there. i got a great episode for you today. When I come back, I'm going to read you my email letter to the court um, as I have it right now. And uh, we'll see how that changes over the next, you know, few days as we move toward uh, the time I actually file it. Stay right there. Back in a moment. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. So, uh... Dear Sir or... (laughs) Actually, I did it in reverse. It's uh, Dear Madam or Sir. I suppose before we begin, I should start by letting you know how how you can even hear me before I can show you what role I am asking of these honorable courts to play. Under Rule 2.011b of the Rules of Civil Procedure, it states that only where and as necessary in the interest of justice may set aside a proceeding or a step document or order in the proceeding, in whole, or in part. The bold italics are intentional, as is my unusual use of capital letters. I've noticed it's quite common in law. The rules are always given a capital. I believe capital letters are used to bring attention to words of importance. This tells me that the rules of the court are important. My word is my will, and my will was given me by God. God always gets a capital. You will also notice that my unusual use of capital letters does not change the context of my arguments or their meaning in English. The court is provided with the power to act under Rule 2.011b as a result of the effects of noncompliance under Rule 2.011 and 2.011a. This is where it gets a little interesting for me because you already know this. I legitimately believe the order was a mistake. Defense counsel petitioned the court privately and without my prior consent in violation of Rule 1.09. Exhibit to show the email. I was not told about this until Thursday, June 24th, at which time defense counsel told me she had filed a motion with the court to dismiss as frivolous and vexatious. I know petitioning the court privately is a serious breach of the rules, and I believe that because I'm not a lawyer, defense counsel felt I would perhaps be too stupid to know, and that she could take advantage of my ignorance. 
I did not let her know. I was only asking of her when the motion was scheduled to take place and when I would have my opportunity to oppose the motion. She told me it was already done and that she would share the email with me so that I can write the court too. I did write the court in opposition of her motion, and again, this is why this feels strange and unusual for me, because the courts already know this. Exhibit 2. The courts will also know that I received a reply to that motion, Exhibit 3, and it was communicated to me very diplomatically that no motion materials had been filed. The courts were not entertaining the motion made by defense counsel because it had been made in violation of the rules. I presumed defense counsel had also received the reply from the court. She did not. Exhibit 4. She failed to produce any defense materials and was asking of me for more time on Monday the 12th, three days after the 20-day period provided for by the rules because she was still waiting for an answer from the court and presuming the court had honored her request to not be noted in default. Perhaps I made the mistake of telling her the court had responded to me and was not entertaining their request because it was not a properly filed motion. I noted the defendants in default on Monday afternoon, and Mike, registrar, will remember me. When I returned to the courthouse on Wednesday, requesting additional information to book my requisition for default judgment, I learned the defendants were no longer noted in default and that defense had entered a statement of intent to defend. I was not given notice and was completely ignorant of what was taking place with my case file. A perfectly good affidavit of service was also pulled from my case file by Steve Pardue, even after being checked and endorsed by two registrars previously, including himself. He continued to refuse acceptance, even with proof of email service, on all of the defendants, showing an attachment and of the statement of claim and confirmed by way of email that the statement of claim had been forwarded to their legal counsel, Genevieve Langley. I requested to speak with the supervisor to complain about Steve refusing acceptance of my affidavit of service, and the determination from the judge came in while the supervisor was investigating. The response is not a reply to the letter requisition made by email on June 22nd by defense counsel, and I know you, the courts, know this. This was a new motion to the court, once again made in violation of Rule 1.09. My belief is that the courts were every bit as blindsided by this as I was. Defense counsel has committed perjury and fraud on the court of record with intent to influence justice and in violation of the rules of civil procedure. She, she was successful in her fraud, and that is perhaps the most concerning point for both of us, and why I believe it is both in the interest in the best interest of justice, the reputation of Canada's courts, and all parties concerned that this document, ordered to dismiss by Sally A. Gomery, be stricken from the record completely. Otherwise, the judge is also guilty of perjury and fraud on a court of record, and that determination was made in ignorance of the facts, influenced by defense counsel's incomplete and partial motions testimony. Those are the foundational arguments that allow you to hear this motion in accordance with Rule 2. This will, undoubtedly, be one of the most difficult letters I am compelled to write. Despite the king thing, I am in fact a very modest man. The only things in this world I claim to hold supreme claim of right upon are my life, free will, my God-given name, and my father's land. These are all part of my rightful inheritance under God in any common law jurisdiction, and no man on this earth has any right of trespass upon my real estate. 
That very much includes the sacred calling of my name given me by God and the position of office I choose, free will, to hold as a king and rightful heir to God's kingdom. I am a spiritual man, and I have claimed a spiritual non-commercial life. I clearly know and understand the difference between the living man and the artificial juridic person created by the state. That is precisely why King Sean, House of Anden, Hand of Stephen, Kingdom of God, is the legal and lawful private attorney for the artificial person, and why I insist that the expression of that artificial legal person shall only be expressed in the style of Capitus Diminutia Minimus, or Sean Von Den. I know only too well that a living man cannot exist on paper and must be expressed as a legal entity. I also know and understand that Sean Von Den is a perfectly good legal and lawful entity known as the natural person or private person in law. I am a natural person in law. Perhaps I should have articulated these concepts more clearly in my statement of claim, though my presumption was that those trusted to act as magistrates of Canada's courts would know and comprehend these concepts well enough it should not be necessary. What is more troubling for both of us if this order remains on the record is that if we accept the order made under penalty of perjury to be fact, then the judge has asserted the following facts under penalty of perjury. 59. The plaintiff, Sean Von Den, has sworn allegiance to God and the Queen, in that order. A man who swears an oath of allegiance to God is holding a position of office as King in God's kingdom, the holy temple of man's mind, body, and soul. A man who swears an oath to serve God and the Queen in a constitutional democratic monarchy is also holding a position of office as Governor-General to Her Majesty in his sovereign state of being. <clears throat> a trespass upon a King or a Governor-General to Her Majesty in a constitutional democratic monarchy is an act of high treason. The judge acknowledges that I am a spiritual man holding a position of office as Governor-General to Her Majesty and a King in my own divine right, and continues to assert under penalty of perjury that the defendants have demonstrated intent and willful determination to offend, antagonize, and to diminish the plaintiff Sean Von Den's legal status in law. Sean Von Den is continually deprived of his own means of subsistence by the City of Ottawa. 73. Trespass upon a man's right to freely dispose of his natural wealth without prejudice to foreign, Canada, City of Ottawa, obligations is to hold a man in bondage and servitude to the state. And while the judge attempts to characterize my complaint of trespass upon my international rights as unparticularized, I very clearly indicate the two rights binding upon Canada in accordance with the UNCCPR I wish to freely enjoy. 56. It is well known by the defendants that Sean is asking of them to honor their international obligation to him under the United Nations Covenant on Civil and Political Rights binding upon Canada, and in particular, Article 1, Section 1, all peoples have the right of self-determination. By virtue of that right, they freely determine their political status and freely pursue their economic, social, and cultural development. And two, all peoples may, for their own ends, freely dispose of their natural wealth without prejudice to foreign obligations arising out of international economic cooperation based upon the principle of mutual benefit and international law. In no case may a people be deprived of its own means of subsistence. The Ontario Superior Court has the power and authority to hear this matter because it is a co court of competent jurisdiction, as determined by Canada's Department of Justice. Rule 24.1 provides the Ontario Superior Court with the power to provide relief and remedy for trespasses upon charter rights and Can Canada's international obligations binding upon Canada. 
A trespass upon a right is a form of harm, tort, and is the cause of a justifiable action. If it is clear that there has been a violation of one's rights or that harm has been done, Rule 2.011 does not apply. The courts have a duty and a responsibility to provide relief and remedy where it is clear that harm has been done. The judge does not deny that harm has been done or that trespasses upon my rights have taken place. By way of her own determination, the justice has trespassed upon my inherent rights just by referring to me in her determination as Mr. Von Den. Mr. or Master is a distinctly different position of office to that which a king or governor general is holding, and the style of address is also distinctly different. By way of her own testimony and under penalty of perjury, the judge has abdicated her duties and responsibilities as an officer of Canada's courts and has committed high treason by way of her own convictions and assertions of her determination. I trust we can both see why this is in the best interest of justice, the courts, and the judge who made this determination to have this order stricken from the record. I trust the court will determine appropriate action for the false testimony and perjury of defense counsel regarding this matter and why it will be appropriate to suspend the justice from any further determinations regarding this matter for conflict of interest. As I do believe this determination was made in error and without all the facts, I am going to forgive Sally A. Gomery as I believe she was unfairly influenced to make this determination, and I will also remove her name from the international public record of elected officials God is officially displeased with, and she may continue to hold her position of office in honor. All right, peeps, uh, very curious to know what you think. And, um, yeah, that was something else I actually wanted to kind of make almost uh, almost critical to the show today. Is that, uh, I don't know if there's like a comment section um, on my podcast or whatever, but uh, I would legitimately um, love to hear anybody's thoughts with respect to that letter. Um Sorry, I had my laptop out here because that's where I was reading the letter from. So uh, it was getting in my way. I had to put it aside and you know, not break it in the process. Um, but really, I don't know. When I, when I wrote that letter, I can't really explain it. But um, I wanted to share it with you. And it's very strange. But when I tell you that, you know, I'm thankful to have you here. And, uh, you know, I love you. Take care of each other. Like, that stuff is real, man. <laughs> um, I mean it. I don't even know who you are, but I do. I, I love you, and you help me, um, even though, you know, you're just sitting there listening to my words. Um, the fact that people are listening to this, and the fact that people want to listen to this, um, it makes me want to share it, and when I think about how I'm going to be talking about these things, my, you know, premonition or, or consideration of that even uh, basically you know stimulates new neurons in my brain that that help me to articulate ideas that I might not otherwise have come up with and uh, you know so you are basically largely responsible for that I uh, I told you that I was going to be writing that uh, post last night um, comparing the judge's order to my statement of claim and uh, basically just getting out all of my arguments and thoughts and everything else um, in a rough draft on my blog and 
believe it or not, that's that's exactly what that was. Um, and you can see how dramatically different that blog post is from the letter that you just read, or heard, um, that I just read and you heard. Uh, and, you know, the thing is, as I started in my mind thinking about writing that same, like, you know, getting out all those points that I'd put in my rough post on my blog to the people that I'm appealing to. Um, and that's what I am doing. Like, you know, appeal is very interesting word, right? Because are you going to proposition a man or woman that doesn't appeal to you? <laughs> See? Right? And so I wish to appeal to them. I want my motion to be appealing. I want them to like it. I want it to empower the courts. I want it to ingratiate the courts. I want it to absolve the judge of her wrongdoing because she did do wrong, 100%. And, and you know, as I started to think about these things, and, you know, and even just like looking at them on my blog, I was like, oh my goodness, the courts must be freaking. And they must be. How bad does that look? Right? But they're not just going to, like, go in there and say, uh-oh, no, we can't do that, da 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 da, da. Like, they're not going to respond to my international publication immediately. Yet, anyway. Uh, they might, eventually. <laughs> um, like, there might come a day where, really, all I have to do is, like, take a, you know, take an order home and go up and put it on my blog and say why it's wrong and why it's fraud and why it needs to be stricken from the record. And there may come a day when they are actually paying so much attention to my blog that that will just actually happen because they don't want to disgrace the courts. Um, and the longer that's out there, the longer it's disgracing the courts. So right now, I think they're, you know, I think that's where this came from. I, I do, I, you know, and the more I thought about it, the more sense it made. I was like, of course, that's why they would email me the next day. They're like, okay, we would love to help you, but, you know, you gotta give us, you gotta give us some, you gotta give them some fuel. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good metaphor and it's just not formulating. But, you know, that's what it is. I've got to give them, I've got to give them an appealing presentation. Um, and so there's another good word, right? I was thinking about you and, uh, you know, doing, doing a podcast. Like, that's just it. You know, like, I, I wrote the letter and what did I want to do? I wanted to tell you. I wanted to talk to somebody about it. And, you know, I don't know you. And maybe it's because of COVID and, like, everybody's, like, been... But I'm always kind of, like, you know, a hermit anyway, even if it wasn't COVID. So I don't really think that's it, but it might be intensified a little because of that. But, yeah, like, just talking to you makes me feel better. And, you know, your presence is my gift. And hopefully, you know, my gift is is your presence, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, did I just say that backwards twice? Anyway, <laughs> um, I, I think I said the same thing twice except in reverse, but you know what I mean. I, I mean to say that, you know, I hope that this is a gift to you as you are a gift to me. So, um, you know, my present is your gift. There is, that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> you know, my present is your gift and your presence is my gift. Uh, Yes, <laughs> that was the thought I wanted to communicate. So, um, 
And yes, I have. I, I am smoking a little bit of weed. That's why you hear the lighter go off all the time. If you ever hear that, that's because I've got a joint going and it keeps going out because I'm talking and not smoking it. Uh, so I'm going to be doing that again. Oh, and now I just dropped it. See? Anyway. Um, yeah, don't judge, by the way. Uh, you know, it's not for everybody, but it, it, trust me, for some people it's good stuff. For me, it's really good. Like, actually, right now, I'm actually smoking just some really, 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 really crappy shake <laughs> uh, that a friend gave me. It's not even its not even real, you know, homegrown bud or anything like that. It's just, uh, but it's perfect because it's like so mild. Um, I swear to you, the older I get, the more sensitive I am to the stuff. And even if I do have a joint, like I can, if it's real stuff, I can only take like one or two puffs and then I'm done. Um, and that's good for a few hours. Uh, so um, anyway, enough about my recreational habits. Uh, like, I, I do, I just think that, that they're basically saying, you know, come on, you gotta give us a reason, and, and make it a good one, and, you know, like, they want to, but, but they're hoping that whatever I give to them is enough in, in conformity with the rules of civil procedure that they can actually apply it. So, you see that, why I put the rules in there. And uh, one thing I'm going to do, I guess, before I close out my letter to them, um, I'm still working on it. It's not quite done. I do believe it was 11 minutes and 37 seconds long. Haha, <laughs> not a coincidence there either. Um, but uh, I still think it's considerably less than 10 pages. And that's what I want to do. I want to try and, you know, send a short but sweet message because I can, like, dissect this and rip it apart and say as much more as I wish on my blog, you know? Like... All I want to do is make the most critical points in this letter, short, sweet, to the point, and I know that I am a little bit long-winded, but the long-windedness that I put into my letter, I don't want to be, you know, just dissecting all of the fraudulent statements that are made by the judge. I could do that. That was one of the approaches that I took. After reading my rough draft, I was like, man, I could just go through and, and circle every single one and then put them in a list, and, you know, this is how many counts of fraud there are on the record. Um, but, uh... Like, really, I don't think the courts are stupid. I think they knew immediately. Immediately, they were just like, uh-oh. <laughs> so, you'll notice that I said in my letter, I believe this was a mistake, and I really genuinely do, because the courts would not have communicated to me that they were not hearing that motion and then pass it off to a judge to make judgment on it without providing them with the additional emails that they would need to be able to make an informed decision. So... Yeah, they just don't work that way. It's, it's embarrassing for them. Uh, and so what's happened now is now they don't really like to overturn judges' decision and they don't like it when judges make incorrect decisions because that just tarnishes the whole reputation. You know, they're not supposed to. Um, if you're a licensed bar attorney, by the way, did you know you're not even allowed to criticize a judge's decision? True. So... Um, this is why I say it might actually be a benefit to me that I'm not a lawyer and, uh, you know, this might be an additional benefit to someone else who's not represented by a lawyer that the lawyer's position may be that privately their contract with the court says, no, you can't question the judge. So they might not even be able to apply for Rule 2.1 because of their own private contract with the court. So, I don't know. I'm just speculating. But, uh... How many times do you hear of, a, of an order getting overturned um, without it being 
move to an appellate court. Now, I'm not, you know, it hasn't happened yet, right? We haven't had success yet. But it's weird, people. I'm feeling success. I am. Not like... Um, and it's also strange that I'm not feeling success in such an invested way that I'm going to be disappointed if it doesn't happen. You know? It's just like, this is like, it's like a free lottery ticket or something. Do you know what I mean? It's like, okay, uh, you know, they played every dirty trick in the book, and they managed to get their way again. Um, but what the world is beginning to see, and I think the reason that there's more people listening to shows like this, listening to me in general, is because the longer I'm on this road and the longer I keep making these arguments and the longer it is before someone is able to stand before me and prove me wrong, you know, remember we were asking about is silence consent? Well, kinda, kinda yeah, <laughs> because if you can't come back at me with a defense, then I just won. And like, that doesn't seem true, but this is where the uh, position of the offices as a body versus the people and individuals that I'm dealing with are so vastly different. And because I'm motioning the court privately in a letter, ex parte, um, I don't actually need to have an audience with a judge. I'm writing the very same email address that I, you know, that she petitioned to in the very beginning. <laughs> and so, yeah, this part that I wanted to include in my letter, uh, I want to let them know that um, I've published my intentions online. And I am making this motion ex parte, but I'm not doing it without counsel's... I'm not giving counsel notice, but I'm not doing it without their knowledge. It's on the public record if they're following what I'm doing. They have as much opportunity to know that I'm making this motion as anybody else does, and everything else they did was ex parte and without my consent and without my knowledge, which is in violation of the rules. So I am making this one last ex parte da 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 because you already know how many rules she broke, and I think you're probably just waiting for my pleading. Now, I'm not going to be that direct, but um, you can... Well, you read what I've written already, and I'm pretty direct. But a couple of the other things I wanted to touch on is that uh, I did feel overall, after reading my own, you know, mishmash of thoughts on my blog, the rough draft, that... Uh, you know, the real reason I'm doing this, people, is because I, I deeply am a spiritual man. Like, you know, I came here for these reasons. And, um, you know, what if? Like, seriously, that, uh, again, I don't know, it's kind of a hard thing to talk about, but, like, really, what if I actually do understand all of this stuff more than, you know, the Registrar General that's in that position of office right now in Canada and the Finance Minister and whatever. Like, what if they are legitimately just puppets? And I, li like, I do think that's what it is. Um, in the 24.1 section of remedies on the Canadian Charter of Rights, uh, just Google that and you'll probably come up with a page. I'll see if I can remember to put a link maybe with this post. But if you go and look at it, um, it talks about the uh, effective remedies um, for dealing with uh, state actors who trespass upon the inherent rights of people. And one of those effective remedies is to fine them. 
a monetary penalty can be effective in deterring future trespasses. So, you know, even the things that I've been doing somewhat instinctively, placing them on notice of criminal liability, telling them how much I'm going to charge them, guess what? 100% foundation in law in our courts. It is defended by our courts, and uh, I can prove that with, like I said, if I forget to put the link in, just Google um, Department of Justice 24.1 Remedies, okay? One in brackets, okay? No problem, that's going to come up for you, guaranteed. Um, and then just scroll down, uh, I think it's number three, um, like I, 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 little I, um, the one with the dot on top. Um, go down to that and uh, it says damages and what's appropriate for damages so um, you know it's whatever amount is appropriate to stop the crime and that's why I said that it's potentially true that I might actually get a judgment that awards me more on the premise that I told them gave them fair warning of how much I was going to charge them if they repeated that trespass against me and it was determined later to be a violation of my rights. That's how much I was going to be asking for in compensation. And they didn't listen. So that was not sufficient to prevent further trespass. And so it was times two. It was 200,000, right? So maybe the justice will decide that maybe it should be, uh, you know, 200,000 per offense or per letter of my name. <laughs> uh, you know, I can start to make things whatever and then, you know, we establish precedents, and then, you know, then I can show the precedents to other government officials who are causing me harm, and, you know, it stops. Legit, it stops. And that's why this determination is so troubling, because, uh, you know, I, I had the feeling that maybe, worst case scenario, I didn't think she was going to get away with frivolous and vexatious, because I knew the courts were not, you know, that the courts in and of themselves as, a, as, as an impartial body were not doing that. And uh, now the evidence shows that, which is why I think they want to get this off the international record as well, as quickly as possible. Um, but, you know, <sighs> oh man, I just had a message come up on my phone and it distracted me. Uh, <laughs> I should I, see. There's a reason to never look at your phone while you're talking. Um, but anyway, I wanted to appeal to them on uh, in my letter. I wanted to kind of like you're supposed to be motioning the court, so I wanted to move the people reading my letter and try to put them in in the perspective of where I'm at. I legitimately am just a spiritual man who wants to live a spiritual life. Okay, I understand we live in a friggin' commercial world. Okay, and I'm willing to like do whatever is legal and lawful within that capacity so that I can enjoy my life free from any, you know, suggestion of oppression and bondage. And it has to stop, it really does. And you know, this lawsuit oh I, I know what I was gonna say, is that what I figured that they were gonna do, um, because I didn't think that the courts were going to allow this to be disputed as frivolous and vexatious. I thought the only thing they might challenge me on was, you know, why do you believe you you, you are entitled to $100,000, you know, for, for them doing this? And, you know, might ultimately determine that it was less or more. Um, and I'd already kind of sussed out in my mind how I was going to deal with that. 
and again, the more I go over it, and the more I imagine in my mind, like what a pretrial would look like, what this is going to look like when all the evidence comes out. Um, truly, because I believe that they've tried so many devious things, and so much, so that she was willing to perjure herself on a court of record. And it's one thing to get caught with violating the rules, but now she's gone way too far. She's influenced justice. She's entered documents of fraud onto the record. Um, and these are the reasons why I'm very confident that my motion is going to stand, because I believe the way that I'm presenting the inf information to them is just so clear and, you know, without question, that they can't, they can't just keep fraudulent documents on the record. They just can't do that. Uh, so that's why I think it's going to succeed. I don't want people to think that it's going to have anything to do with, you know, the courts playing favorites if it does pass. Um, yeah, like, I don't want to... That's, <laughs> that's something else I wanted to communicate on this call. I do forget some of the things I want to say because I'm so grateful for everybody who's listening to this. Um, I would like people to pay attention to the fact and remember that I really am not a lawyer. Um, I'm very clear about that 99% of the time. And, uh, you know, I am a king, but, and I have, you know, I have taken some steps with filing paperwork and with Canada's Ministry of the Attorney General and the Registrar General's Office. And really, this is what I've been emphasizing on my blog, is that, like, people can say that the things that I've done in Canada's courts don't mean anything because nobody's responding to them. Well, I've filed a whole ton of notices into Wellington counties, like, you know, I let them know how I'm going to be paying for things with my thumbprint. I, uh, you know, I asked government services to uh, basically provide me with um, a, a finance minister. <laughs> I did. And, you know, that wasn't honored, but the request is on the court of record. Um, and all of these other things, right? And they don't respond, but that doesn't mean that they don't stand. If, if they're not responding and rebutting and saying that I'm not this or I'm not that... They have already, like, they already accepted that I am. And now I'm giving them orders and they're just not following them. So, the more I think about it, the more I do actually think that maybe Sean Kearney's letter was not really intended to offend me as much as I was offended by it. Um, remember, hindsight is twenty twenty, Um, and I think he might have been inviting me into court and basically telling me, like, you're gonna have to learn the ropes, and... That's what I'm trying... That's basically the um, thesis of what I'm saying for anybody who's, like, listening to this as some kind of, like, guidance. Um, I'm, I'm going to ask you to pay as much attention to you as you can to all the stuff that I say is nonsense. <laughs> um, because I do think it's nonsense. I do think the rules are ridiculous in many cases. Um... I do think some of the forms are, like, ridiculous. I, I do think it is, like, way overly complicated for the compli like for the common man to access the courts. And at the same time, um, you know, I think that the order that I'm doing things in is the most beneficial. Like, learn the law first. Learn international law. Learn the laws of your country. Learn the codes and statutes and acts that, that apply. Learn where those remedies are provided for that you that you know you're going to want to ask for at some point. So, like, find out where those provisions are in your system. And then once you're really, really well-versed in all of that stuff, then I would say, you know, launch your first claim and get your feet wet and, you know, follow the rules and find out, 
become familiar with the rules of the court for your own country um, and the rules of civil procedure for your own country because they are important. They're not law, um, and in many cases, I've said before that it shouldn't matter you know, what you do, blah, 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 as long as your arguments are good. Um, a judge is just going to send you away, stay the proceedings, and tell you to amend your pleading or whatever it is. And in many cases, that is true, and that is what they should do. But, you know, why? <laughs> uh, you know, you don't want to have a judge telling you, like, I can't make sense of this. Go and, and, and bring it back to me in compliance with the rules so that I can make sense of what you're trying to say here. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. Again, the thesis that I'm trying to say is that it has nothing to do with any of that paperwork. I mean, there's a lot of paperwork that I filed, and I think it might have some weight. Um, well, I think it might have some weight with making people nervous at the registrar's desk, but as far as, like, you know, I'm not getting any special privileges. You know, and if I was, this wouldn't have happened. Like, really, that's, that's what would have happened. I mean, the powers that be, they can do anything. Um, they, could, they could overturn this the moment they found out what was going on. Um, but they didn't. And uh, if you did read my blog post yesterday, one of the quotes that I put on it was from the Bible, but it's from Matthew, and it's relative to the courts. Both of the quotes that I did were, um, one of them is from Romans, and it says not to be afraid of the authorities of this world, because the authorities of this world were put there by God, they were ordained by God, yada, yada, yada. And I believe all of that stuff, okay? Um, because if you read further, um, despite having said all of those things that we might not agree with, it does say, he says, because those who do the good works will find that those people who have been ordained by God in positions of power will be the servant to those of the good works. They are your ministers and your, you know. So that's the first part, is that, and I'm beginning to realize that Romans is talking about the courts, by the way, specifically. That's why it's Romans, right? This is all Roman law. So, um, and the bottom punchline of that was that remember that uh, it is their continuous duty to minister to the man of good works. Okay, that's their, like, number one priority, is to always be looking out for the spiritual man in court and to make sure that they serve him and, you know, um, you know, pay tribute unto him. So the good man is to pay tribute to the courts, and the courts will pay tribute unto him. So <laughs> I'm trying to take that stuff to heart. I put that, you know, I don't, I didn't put that quote on my blog by coincidence either, people, because I'm not going to put... Um, I don't think I'm going to put any. I might put Matthew in my last letter. But you know what? I haven't used any biblical quotes in this one so far. And I'm just kind of like going on the fact that I'm a spiritual man in my own right. But, I'm yeah, I don't know. I might throw Matthew in there. I might not. Um, but Matthew 7.7 7 says, Keep on asking and you will receive... Um, keep on seeking and you will find and keep on knocking and it will be open to you um, I have my own version of that and uh, mine goes a little more like this keep on as king and it will be given keep on see king 
and you are found. Keep on no king, and it is open. So, basically, I think people will understand what I'm saying there, but, um, you know, know you're a king. So that's what the first part is, like, keep on, keep on, keep on, keeping on as a king. Keep on as king, and it will be given to you. So, you know, don't be afraid to say who I am in Canada's courts. I'm not. <laughs> they know that. And the funny thing is, that's where the whole, like, remember when I said, like, when this comes out, the, the, the fines that I'm asking for might seem very, very small compared to, you know, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's either true or it's not true, right? I'm either a king or I'm not. Well, it is true. And so, you know, once the weight of that hits the court, it's like, uh-oh. Those, you know... Um, so now we've got the judge for high treason. Um, on her own admissions, that's, that's what kills me. She's placed onto a court of record that, you know, she, she is now subservient to me as a officer of the court where she has contested in a sworn record on Canada's court that I am a king. So, you know, I have a feeling the courts are like legitimately saying, okay, uh, so we, we do as a body, the courts, recognize that you're a king. Like, what the fuck are you going to do? Oh, I just ruined the family. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, you know, kids, if you're out there and you heard that, guess what? It's part of growing up, and there's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't do anything bad to anybody. Um, and, uh, yeah. And it basically uh, means that you're fornicating under the consent of God's kingdom. Of the king. Fornicating under consent of the king. Okay, so, you're allowed. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, um, thanks for being here. I think I'm going to stop my rambling and make myself some dinner. So, uh, yeah, uh, enjoy the rest of your evening, too. Um, I'll be back. I'll be pondering this uh, for the next couple of days and sharing any additional thoughts that I might have. But the overall sentiment is right now that... Uh, I'm, like, in a very, very good place mentally. Um, I've started painting again. That's how good I'm feeling. And, you know, this isn't something that I'm, I'm like, very, very prone to talk about because I generally have, like, exceedingly good health. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I used to get eczema once in a while, like, around the corners of my nose if I was really stressed out when I was younger um, or working too many hours, that kind of thing. But it was always stress-related. And I just started using vitamin E gel to take care of it, but when this thing happened, um, when I say that I was, like, more stressed than I've ever been in my entire life, that was no understatement, and, uh, I developed, like, what looked like psoriasis on the top half of my thighs, um, and, you know, near the nether regions, so not, not something I really wanted to talk about, and I didn't really know what the hell was going on, <laughs> but thankfully, it's gone away, like, um, and, and really, it, like, literally began to vanish almost immediately after my housing subsidy was, like, secured up. And so, 100% stress-related. It was just psoriasis, I think. I don't know. Um, it, that's what it looked like. It was, like, just really, really dry skin. Um, and just at the top of my thighs, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, the size of my hand, maybe, on one side, and on the other side, like, maybe the size of a toonie. Um, but, yeah, it was kind of sore and itchy for a bit. Anyway, 
that's all gone. I'm painting again. I'm feeling very optimistic about whatever the decision is going to be in the court. And I am, you know, feeling good enough about myself that I don't actually care <clears throat> what the decision is in the court. Because uh, here's a sentiment that I haven't shared with you yet. Um, so, and this is where the King thing, I suppose, might be relevant because, you know, other people who actually take the techniques that I have without taking all of these precautionary measures ahead of time, like if one of you listening to this have not, you know, claimed kingdom with your government and done all of that other stuff, crazy stuff that I've done, if, if you're just like, you know, living in the real world still and you've got all that identification and whatever and you were to put together a claim like mine um, or similar to mine, you know, I believe that you might actually can have considerably more success than me. And the reason for that is because, and this is the part that I haven't shared, um, allegedly, and you know, this is just speculation, could be old wives' tale, could be just like rumor, could be whatever, but allegedly, um, friends that I have in my microcosm have told me that the lawyer that they have assigned to me from the city of Ottawa is like their number one. Um, like, you know, and they have good lawyers, right? So there's people who have commented on the fact that they are very, very surprised that they are assigning this lawyer to me because this lawyer is basically the one that, like I said, I, I think I mentioned this before, but she, like, if there's a city council meeting, she's the one that's there. She's the one that's giving all of the legal advice to, like, she's their number one. And she's always assigned to me. I legitimately believe that she knows I'm a king. And she knows that I have these powers in court. And, um, <laughs> frankly, I think that uh, maybe even the city of Ottawa, like members on city council and the government officials and whatever, I think they know too, um, and they just think that I don't know what powers I have if I want to go to the court and like arrest people and shit, and I do, <laughs> but you know, I'm just not that kind of a king, um, I just want to be left alone, and uh, uh, you know, I want to enjoy my life, but I'm saying that because, um, yeah, that's why I believe that defense counsel is willing to basically risk her job to make this go away because if she does have to answer to this in front of a court, you know, I am. I'm King Sean, House of Von Dynham, Stephen King of God, and all of her documents prove it, and that changes the entire dynamic for everything, for everything. It'll never, like, it'll never be the same. So she needs to keep this out of court with whatever means she can do. And so she has literally pulled every trick she has up her sleeve and it is still not going to be enough, I don't think we'll see, we'll see but uh <clears throat> yeah, I want you to know that you know, she is definitely in cahoots with somebody over there at the courthouse and it's not because they think I'm a joke um I, I do think that they think I'm like ignorant with respect to the rules of civil procedure but they know the king thing isn't a joke so I think they do think that I'm like somewhat ignorant with respect to the law and what I can do in the courts and all that kind of stuff. 100% they think that, but they don't, I know for sure, the lawyer, she does not doubt that I'm King Sean Azavanda. Um, 
and and that's been known for like two and a half years. That's how I got the housing subsidy as King John. Like you know, this is old news for her. So um, that's definitely playing a, a factor here. And uh, you know, it's the first time really, and you've been a part of it, that the courts have 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 like done something. They've had a voice. Um, you know, they've been impartial most of the time, right? But this time they actually spoke. Um, and only to me. And that is the sign. I'm not kidding you. That is the sign. The privileges from, you know, defense counsel, whatever she had before, are gone. Okay? And the courts communicated that to me. That, you know... And I'm holding on to that belief because, of course, you know, she's been around for a while, um, she's going to know a number of judges and justices in her personal life or whatever, and that's my guess, is that she spent the, you know, remaining 10 days contacting these people privately and saying, I need this, I need this, I need this before this date, and just sending those emails saying, like, I requested to the court, they haven't responded, ba 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 um, I'm almost sure, but what I do know for sure and this is why I believe it's going to succeed, is that uh, I didn't receive motion materials, right? So nothing was filed officially to have this decision come about. And that in and of itself is a reflection of the fact that she broke the rules for a third time. That's not twice, that's three times. Um, the second time was when she asked the court when they were going to respond and shared that letter with me. That was on the uh, Monday when she was already three days in default and I told her that they'd responded. <laughs> so, she, but she didn't let me know about that letter until I demanded that she share it with me. And I didn't share my letter with her. I'm so thankful that I didn't do that now. Not that I think she, I mean, she wouldn't have shared it with the court anyway. She would have just like kept it and it would have burned her even more. But, I have the email where I told her, so, you know, she may not have seen the email, but she can't ever claim that she didn't know that I received a reply from the court, because I told her I did. Um, and, uh, yeah, she's in big trouble, I think. That's what I think. Because I'm gonna let the, uh, I'm gonna let the judge off the hook. Um, but I, but I'm letting them know in my email that, you know, that mister, addressing me as mister, and the several counts of perjury that she made in the statement, I'm gonna overlook all of it because I just believe the entire thing is a mistake, and that's how I wish to perceive it. But if it stands on the record, those are going to be some very serious problems. Those are serious trespasses by a court judge, and then I will have cause to bring an action against Canada as, as a country. And I don't want to have to do that. So let's just make this go away, and let's make Defense Counsel respond, and let's get an honorable justice before this matter who can provide remedies for me as I'm asking for in accordance with my rights under the UNCCPR, legally binding on Canada, for which these courts have remedy to provide for. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's interesting because um, the one place that I figured I never wanted to be um, might end up, like, legitimately becoming my friggin' main source of, like, work and income and whatever. Um, because I am starting to believe that, you know, 
I might actually be one of the only few people in Canada anyway, um, or at least compared to those who are in government in Canada. Um, who knows, like, how to manage a public trust, uh, you know, what, what kind of powers Canada has as a sovereign nation to create its own money, all of these things. And, you know, once they learn that as soon as they start, like, listening to me and fulfilling the positions of office that we already have um, in Canada, and I start telling them, like, you know, we could get everybody fed, no problem, and we could get everybody housed, no problem, and increase our economy all at the same time, and the only reason that we're not doing that is because we have ignoramuses holding position of office that have no idea how the economy actually works and what gives them the right to borrow that money in the first place. I believe they know that. Um, and, uh, you know, th these courts are what give me the power to bring these people in and make them do the things that I want them to do. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. Feeling very optimistic, people. Thank you so much for being here. I'm going to let you go because I have been babbling for a bit and I am hungry. So, uh, that's all for now. I'll be back soon. All right, peeps, that's my show slash your show for this Saturday. Um, and for my Simple Saturday Solution Edition today on my blog post, uh, I'm actually going to be doing something a little unusual as well. Um, I did mention that I was going to do this, but uh, I decided I'm actually going to do it today. So the copy of the letter that I read on this podcast, um, I'm going to publish it um, as a work in progress for my Simple Saturday Solution because uh, that's a simple blog post for me to put out. And I can share some a few additional thoughts on it or whatever. So uh, that'll be coming up, and I will try and provide links to that in this podcast as well. So thanks a lot for being here. Uh, you know I love you. Take care of each other. See you next time.